Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, your old pal, Nick. I like typewriters, so I talk about them a lot. Along with my friend John King, I co-hosted a typewriter meetup at the Kerouac House here in Orlando. It's run by the Kerouac Project, and they host four writers a year for residencies there. It's a pretty neat place, and you'll hear more about the history of it on this episode. Enjoy. So I bought my typewriter five years ago, but as far as I can tell, it's an old Royal. And so it was probably from the 1940s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had it for the last five Five years. years. Yeah. Which, okay, that makes it even more fascinating because you were talking a little bit about who else has typed on these things. But if you're thinking from the 1940s. Oh, there's some history there. Can you decode uh, a typewriter ribbon? Like, could I don't think so. Because I, I was wondering that, like, if the FBI wanted to find out if you had typed something, uh, if it would be recorded in the ribbon itself. So every typewriter has a very distinct pattern, so they can, like, match, almost like yeah. handwriting. Yeah. But the challenge with the typewriter ribbon is it not only goes... It, it Maybe if it was only used once... Yeah. But typically it goes back and forth multiple times because the ink stays on there long enough that you can do that. So you see so it typing on top of on Yeah, on other things. That is something. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, now do you have any like Selectrics? Do you have any with the ball? I do. I just got one because I saw like it was this taupe-ish kind of greenish. Oh, yeah. And it's just beautiful. Like there's something about the like... I can't, I think we've talked about it before. Like, I don't want to ride a motorcycle, but Ducati motorcycles are yeah, gorgeous yeah. to me. And, you know, I remember being a kid, like, there was a store at the mall that not only had, like, uh, tobacco and pipes, it also had throwing knives. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, I want every one of those. When I'm old enough, I'm going to have a throwing knife nice. collection and a <laughs> piece of uh, plywood on the wall that I can practice on. Uh-huh. I don't know. Dude, if, but, that, if that ever comes up again, uh, I have a throwing knife. Don't collection. tell me that. And I have throwing stars. Stop it. I, I throw them into my fence. I don't want to be a child again. <gasps> really? You Not don't? when it comes to knives. I think other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably wise. Oh, but uh, yeah, I think... Um, so one of the places that I really felt like the history of the machines is over at the Jack Kerouac house. Oh. Over in College Park. Have yeah. you ever been there? I've only driven by it. I've never yeah. actually been inside it. It's really neat. Um, and he lived there with his mom in the back part of the house, like in this small space, mm. while he wrote the sequel to On the Road, which is called The Dharma Bums. Is that really? That's the name of it? The Dharma yeah. Bums? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So he wrote that there. Um, and that's when he also found out that On the Road was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, but what, some of the neat things were they have these old typewriters that were his. Oh. Um, I'm not sure if they were the exact same ones, but uh, he owned them um, okay, that's at cool. the time. And what another neat thing is uh, he didn't write on separate sheets of paper. So what he had was a big roll of paper. Oh. So he could just keep writing and it would just keep rolling up. Holy cow. So interesting. Yeah. So I was thinking about that from a stream because... One of the reasons I think I'm I, I write in the voice that I do when it comes to cards is I have a very limited space. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I could do a single line spacing and stuff like that. I could do the top and bottom of the inside of a blank card. Um, but there's still limited space when it comes to that. Yeah. When it comes to a piece of paper, you have a little bit more air. You can double space it and then maybe mark it up if things are wrong. 
But if you just want to write and you're just doing like stream of consciousness and maybe you're going to edit afterwards, that's yeah. amazing. Just keep going through it and all and, of that. And it's basically this, it's mimicking a word processor, if yeah. you will. Oh yeah. Right. Cause you think about it. We're not, I, I think about that. If I were in the process of writing creatively and then I had to stop and scroll up, even to, to make corrections and stuff, it's just like a complete crash on your, on yeah. your creative process. So uh, I get that. That's interesting. Now I read uh, on the road, I was underwhelmed by it. Yeah. And, and, and I think because I expected so much based on everything that people had said about, you know, how life changing it was for them. It's, I mean, it's put up on a pedestal. It was so influential in terms of that beatnik movement yeah. and all of those things and the other people who Burroughs and all of those guys. Um, and some women as well were involved Edgar in that. Burroughs, Naked Lunch. That yeah. That is a strange human yeah. being. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I never really had the urge to read it because it, it that kind of era never really took me. I like yeah. the idea of going up on stage kind of like Mike Myers and so I married an axe murderer <laughs> and doing weird poetry. But other than that, oh, not much. I would love to see you do that. You just get up on stage and just riff. Hi friends, it's your buddy Bob. I so love the idea of a Nick Tragudio beatnik poetry slam. I would pay to see that, and I might even ask to share a beatnik poem or two of my own. We'd need a venue and probably a backup band and refreshments and a petting zoo, so it could get expensive. But isn't that why they invented GoFundMe? We'll let you know if we ever bring this concept to fruition. Until then, thanks for listening to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. We'll catch you next time.